This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. After a few weeks off, we have finally come to terms with Ohio State. A, not making the tournament. B, they should have won the Big Ten tournament. And C, it looks like Bryce Sensabaugh will declare for the draft. That should catch you up on all things since we last talked to you. But all jokes aside, I'm Andrew Zolden, of course, here with the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Lane from the name Drive the Lane. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk draft NFL. We're going to talk draft NBA. We're going to talk playoffs NBA. And you know what? We'll mix it up and talk a little Ohio State basketball today. How's that sound, Joey? Oh, man, it sounds good. It's good to be back, Andrew. It's good to it's good to be back. Um, a, a lot yet a little has happened uh, in the world of Ohio State, um, especially basketball wise. Uh, you mentioned it. We're going to mix it up a little and talk a little bit of Ohio State hoops. I'm excited because the roster's finalized. We're recording this. We're waiting for kind of this moment of, okay, there's another scholarship open. Who's going to take it? And it happened. So, um, but a lot has happened since then in the world of, of, of sports. And it's great to be back talking sports with you, Andrew. It's, it's Andrew's busy season, everybody. He is the man behind the basketball tournament. And uh, it is uh, blossoming into more than just the basketball tournament, which I'm sure you see on Twitter. Myself, I've been traveling a bunch. Andrew's in Paris. I'm going to Israel. This is our off season. So give us a break, but we're back. And we're excited to chat today about a number of different things starting with everybody's favorite, the NFL draft. Yeah, we'll start with the NFL draft. First thing up with that is I think five Ohio State guys went in the first round, if you include Utah's tight end who who helped <laughs> Ohio State get, get to the playoff last year. Um, but no, we got to start with C.J. Stroud. The first question is, you know, what do you think about where he landed on the Texans? And the second question is, where did you think about where he was drafted? Cause I have my thoughts on where he was drafted, yeah. but I think we should start with fit with the Texans. Yeah. I think I, here's the thing. I'm not, I've said it a million times. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a football mind, right? That's I'm a basketball mind. I, I, I root for guys. I, I enjoy the product that is football, but I don't know the X's and O's like Tyvis Powell, you know, or anybody or anybody in between. There's a lot of in between <laughs> me and Tyvis, but Here's, here's how I feel about the fit. I feel like if you're deemed the franchise guy, that's awesome, right? You have the confidence to go out there and make some mistakes and get messy, you know, like, um, and, and it's a blank canvas. Like a lot of the, a lot of what happens from here on out with the Texans will be with CJ Stroud in mind, which is pretty cool when you haven't played a snap yet in the NFL. Uh, I, I saw on Twitter today that he wanted that wide receiver from Houston he told the GM that, and they drafted him in the third round. Like, they wouldn't have taken him if C.J. Stroud wasn't their quarterback. So I think there's something to be said about that. Uh, Houston, like, I don't – I mean, they've obviously been, like, the the bottom of the barrel in the NFL for the last two years, which stinks. But they got arguably the best offensive player in the draft with C.J. Stroud, and they got arguably the best defensive player in Will Anderson in the next pick. They – which was they, a fucking big dick move that they right, did. Exactly. They proved that they care about getting better because they traded up back up to third and it was sick. Um, there was a lot of smoke. Sc- I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is clearly an all. Everyone loves him. Like I, he's never coached 
as a head coach yet, but clearly everyone loves him. So I'm sure that equates to him doing well. Right. So, um, but he's coming from San Francisco where he actually was unbelievable. So all those things considered together. I, I mean, the, you can't, what, what are you going to say about the fit? Like, yeah, they suck. They have sucked, but they're going to grow with CJ Stroud, which is cool. What I'm interested I gave you, about- I gave you, uh, that was a hard question because I don't even know what's going on with the Texans. So I apologize yeah, for, for saying what I'm, what I'm, what I'm more excited about, Andrew, is to hear about, you know, you mentioned it a little bit, them moving up and stuff. The smoke screen that was happening with the number two pick, like, was Will Levis going to be picked? Was Anthony Richardson, was CJ Stout? Were they going to go defense? Were they going to go, you know, all this different stuff? I'm interested to hear, like, you were probably a little bit more clued into it than I was. Um, What did you think was going to happen? Well, so my buddy Alec Lewis, who covers the Vikings for the Athletic, he... Shout out, Alec. He said something that's like kind of obvious, but when guys are falling down in the draft board, it's like stuff that's been around for weeks or months that's now leaking. It's like the media catching up. To right. the yeah, 100%. Yeah. So yeah. when there was rumors that guys are falling or, or dropping or jumping, it's more like, hey, X amount of months ago, the Texans – decided they were going to take Stroud. But what's funny about that is Stroud started the day at like minus 100 to be the second pick. You know, some places it was plus. And then by the time the draft came around, it was like minus 3000, which is, which is crazy. So Levis falling to where he did surprises me, but also doesn't surprise me because like, once you hit that tier of like, Hey, these guys were all in the playoffs. They don't need quarterbacks anymore. It's like not really, like it sucks that the money he's going to get is second round money, but he's not this. Like, I just don't think you're a second round quarterback just because you fell out of the first round because the teams who won the Super Bowl the year before aren't drafting a quarterback. And who cares? Like, who cares? What you, I mean, obviously the money is nice. You mentioned, but like the difference between two overall and 30. for sure. No, no, for sure. I, I do think that you got to factor in the fit, right? Like, the Titans are a perennial ish playoff team, at least recently. Mike Vrabel's an awesome coach. Like you've got the best running back in football. Like, uh, you know, that, that matters, I guess. Right. Like you're, you're living in Nashville, Tennessee. Like, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there to make Will Levis feel better. What, what I agree with you on Andrew is if you are the Titans and three quarterbacks get taken in the first four picks, you look at the rest of the NFL, you know, every other team is set. Like, are the Arizona Cardinals going to steal a quarterback from you? No. Are the Chicago Bears? Like, no. Like, are the Chiefs, the, the you know, the Jets, teams that we that have, that have we talk about in, like, right. late-round picks? Like, they're not. So, you don't – it's just like fantasy. If you see that every guy in the league has a tight end already, you're not going to pick a tight end next. You, you know you have the rest yeah. of the draft That's to get one. That's a great point. So, the Titans were like, hey, this guy will – fall to us anyway and if he doesn't whatever we don't think he's a top you know five quarterback on the border right and and it's almost and I think we take for granted the fact that these GMs are, are like maybe in the dark a little bit like they all know who guys are taking you know yeah. like I heard uh, on a podcast the other day a GM was talking about how in order to trade a pick more often than not the GMs have to know who the guys want to take and who the other team would have taken right like um, it, I think it was the Bills GM was talking about how they were trading up to get Dalton, or they had a pick and they were going to take Dalton Kincaid or whoever they, t- whichever tight end they took. I think it was him. Um, with and 
the GM called them and was like, we would like to move up to take your pick, to take a pick. He's like, okay, well, we want to move up. Who are you going to take? Uh, and he was like, well, I, do I really need to tell you blah, blah, blah? And they're like, well, no, just tell me offense or defense. And then it was like, offense. It's like, oh shit. All right. Well, big guy or little guy. He's like, is in the middle. He's like, are you taking a tight end? He's like, yeah, we're taking a tight end, but we have a different, we, we have a, we draft a different type of tight end than you guys do for our system. He's like, you're right. All good. And they trade the picks and it was Dalton Kincaid and they got their guy, which I'm pretty sure was the, um, the dude from Notre Dame, whatever. Like I, Mayor, it doesn't matter. Mayor, Meyer, Mayor, whatever Mayer. his name is. The, for yeah. the sake of the story. So it's interesting. I think GMs know more than we give them credit to. Obviously like it's they the Titans GM, granted, he's this was his first draft with the team. He probably knew that Will Levis was not, or it's literally they don't need he doesn't need to worry about it. It's not even throw out talent what he's worthy of. It's like if he, he will fall to us, it's not if, it's like he will follow us, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, very interesting. I I do think there was a lot outside of CJ Stroud that had Ohio State ties to it. Obviously, Paris Johnson goes super early. Shout out Paris Johnson, man. Yeah. I would want him on my team so bad. Look, quick, yeah. quick, quick bullet points on Paris Johnson. Started a foundation when he was in high school. Incredible five-star recruit in high school. Incredible Ohio State Buckeye. First-team All-American, second-team All-American, something like that. Gets drafted in the top 10. Immediate impact, left tackle, right tackle, whatever you want. Humble as can be. Was so genuinely excited to go to the Cardinals because his dad played there. His interviews during after the draft and in the media and all this stuff were unbelievable. Like clearly just an awesome stand-up guy. I wish he was a bear protecting Justin Fields, but I'm happy with Darnell Wright. Different story. But it's so cool. Like that's the right. How do you not want that guy on your team? Yeah, I agree. And then JSN going to the Seahawks. This is what I've been saying. I feel like, you know, last year the Vikings were like, oh, we got Thielen, we got Jefferson, and then Thielen, you know, was hurt, didn't play great. And then all of a sudden they're drafting a wide receiver. The Seahawks are like, let's get out ahead of it. Instead of waiting until Lockett can't give it to us anymore, we're going to take JSN. And then when Lockett's done, JSN's going to be in year two, year three, or maybe even this year is going to be the year that Lockett you know, regresses significantly. So I think that's a great fit. You know, there's some situations like if I'm trying, I'm trying to think like, there's if the Eagles drafted JSN, you'd be like, all right, is there really enough though? Hurts runs yeah. time. They have they have two young great wide receivers already. Brown, like, is he going to be? But with the Seahawks, I don't really have that concern. JSN is going to be on my fantasy team. I will make it happen. That that is a must-have. He's going to be great. People forget how great he is because he didn't get to show it this year. And then Buckeyes kind of just went all over the draft as they always do. If it's the fourth round and you got an option of an Ohio State guy or a Western Michigan guy, you're just going to take the Ohio State guy. That's what teams do. Um, I think the Browns took Dewan Two, Jones, Dewan Jones, and Luke Whitebler, which yeah, every Twitter was pissed about the fact that they didn't come back to school. It's like, hey, relax, everybody. Yeah, they'll, they'll be just and then also they took. Uh, McGuire from Mizzou, the Browns. So it was like Ohio State, then Mizzou, back to back picks, which was great. But we don't need to talk too much about the NFL draft. We'll talk football. I mean, we've already been talking about 20 minutes, but we'll talk football, you know, as it comes up. Um, We're going to hopefully have something special for football season this year. Wait, Andrew, don't you want to talk about who the Ohio State quarterback is going to be next year? 
I'm not ready to make that yet. I wait yeah, until Joshua yeah, Perry tells me who it is, despite it point. not being decided yet. Um, but I I want to switch from Ohio State football slash draft to Ohio State basketball. And I want to start by asking you this. Another hard question. If let's say let's say Bryce Sensball, knock on wood, hope this doesn't happen. Let's say Bryce Sensball breaks his wrist. Okay. Not like not like a Whoa. terrible, not like a terrible injury by any means would be ready for NBA training camp would be ready to go, but doesn't get a true, you know, off season because his wrist broken. And all of a sudden that drops him 10 slots on draft boards. And he's looking like late first round, early second round. And he goes, you know what? I can dominate at Ohio state with a no off season broken wrist. I'm going to go back to Ohio state. Okay. This is a long-winded question for an er, long-winded start for an actual good question. Okay, the roster is set. It is set. Sensabaugh does that. What happens? Not who is gone, but just like in that scenario, what happens? <laughs> I um. That's a great question, right? I think they, man. He's not coming back, so it doesn't no, matter. But, but forget him. We'll take him out of the equation. I guess Bronny James can't come. Right. It's, it's, it's no, the same, no, but it's the same thing. No, like if no, Bronny, I don't. Yeah, was, I don't know what they would do. They, they would probably like push somebody out to transfer, maybe. I guess, or I don't even. I don't know what you do. That would be that. Just it. I will say, just to caveat your, um, your 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 question there. Even if Bryce Sensabaugh breaks his wrist in, in the pre-draft NBA stuff, like it doesn't, I don't think it changes anything. I didn't want to say anything too drastic to where he wouldn't be able to play at Ohio State. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get the question. It's like if Bryce has a change of heart and comes yeah. back, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happens. Truthfully, that'd be a great problem to have, I guess. But, um, but you're, but, but like you said, the roster is set, which is pretty cool. Um, took a long time. Usually, the roster is set months and months and months ago, but now with the transfer portal, it's completely different. So we've got a bunch of incoming freshmen, three new transfers. Everyone knows about the freshmen, but the transfers are interesting because it's a mix of, they're all high major transfers, which is different from years past. And we've talked about how we feel about mid-major versus high major transfers. And just a quick reiteration, mid-major transfers are a crapshoot. High major transfers are a little bit more of a sure thing. Think well, about a, a key Ohio, shot. Ohio State specifically, you know, the last four years, it hasn't worked out the way they would have wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you look all over the country and not everyone's a Baylor Shireman at Creighton who went mid-major to high-major and was awesome. Like you think about like Justin Pierce who went from William & Mary and was an awesome player there to North Carolina. This was a few years ago and he was an afterthought and barely played. So stuff like that happens everywhere all the time. Um, anyway, I, I anyway, that almost irrelevant. But I love that the three guys that we brought in are three high major guys. I mean, you talk about we'll go at least impactful, the most impactful, in my opinion. Go from Dale Bonner, who came from Baylor, Ohio guy, so clearly like wanted to play for Ohio State. It's going to back up Bruce Thornton, give you some veteran presence and impact off the bench, and we'll know that his role is probably going to be 10 minutes a game, maybe 15 on occasion. Then you get Evan Mahaney, who came from Penn State, which we have a pipeline of Penn State transfers to Ohio State, which is funny. 
another Ohio guy, younger guy. So he has a bunch of eligibility left. So we get a guy coming in that's not a grad transfer, just a regular transfer, uh, able to play right away. Um, and I see him as a guy who can guard one through five. He can be like, there's, there's Felix, there's Zed, there's Austin Parks, which is all great, but those guys are big guys. He is like a, a Kyle Young-ish guy where he can play a stretch, can't really shoot, but be a stretch five in the sense that he can switch one through five, be an athlete. Like at times he guarded the point guards last year at Penn State, at times he guarded centers. I think he brings awesome juice. Like he is, he's, he's very Eugene Brown-ish, I guess, in, in that sort of sense, um, which you know, Andrew feels a certain way about, um, about that. But then there's last but not least the, the, the cream of the crop, the best transfer we got obviously is, is Jameson battle, um, which we've talked about a little bit on the show already. He brings the instant starting four man, um, the best, one of the best transfers in the big 10, um, by any team. And, uh, he's the only guy of those three and the freshmen really, honestly, that I think are going to start right away. So um, he's the only new guy that I think is going to start and real deal contribute from day one. I ex- we've talked about it on the show again, one of those wings that are coming in is going to be the starting three man, kind of like Bryce eventually became the starting three man. Um, but in the meantime, you know that four guys are locked in right now. You know that Bruce Thorne and Roddy Gale is your backcourt. You know that Jameson battles your four. And you know that it's either Zed Key or Felix Akpara, probably Zed to start the year and then eventually it'll be Felix for the rest of the year. Um, or vice versa, maybe who knows? I mean, Zed's coming off shoulder surgery. Felix was awesome at the end of the year. So it's cool. Ohio state Buckeyes, man. Time to talk a little bit of hoops. They're, they're locked in. The, the, the team is locked in. I got two things I want to say real quick. Cause we got yeah. months before we're really going to be saying, please, yeah, hit, hit me. Please. Um, I think Felix may not going into camp or whatever it's technically called, which is just the off season slash summer program. Maybe they're going to be like, hey, Zed, you know, he's our guy. It's his fourth year, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think Felix will absolutely be the starting center come. Uh, I agree. I, I agree. That he, season. I, I agree that it's his job to lose. Yeah. And the main reason is I just don't think Holtman, after as disappointing as the season last year, is going to be like, well, let's see. You know, we should give it like he's not going to. No one is going to. Not that he does this, but like no one's going to get any. Like They're not going to get a benefit of, of the doubt. doubt. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I'm starting the five best guys. So if Jameson Battle shows up and all of a sudden, it, and we think he's going to be really good, but if he shows up and all we of a sudden, he's gonna be really good. we know he's going to be really good. But if he were to show up and it was like, look, man, you were a, you were a big 10 starter last year, but these freshmen, they just, they're better. Like he's going to do that. He's, I, I think. Well, did, I mean, he was, he eventually did it last year. And I think he realized it's like, all right, like, it might not be, it might not be this, what I'm used to in the sense of guys who understand how to play college basketball guys who understand how to play the Chris Holman way, but they give us a better chance to win yeah. in a sense. Then that's who he's going to, he's going to put out the heart, the five hardest playing guys and the five best players, the, yeah. the, the best combo of that. And I do think that Felix Akpara, and we love Zed. I mean, it's nothing against Zed. It's just Felix blossomed at the end of yeah. last year. Um, so that, that's what I think there. The other thing that I think, and it's more of just like pointing it out as a freshman Bonner, and I really wish his name was Boner, but Bonner averaged 10. Are we going to call him the 
Absolutely, we're going to call him the big boner or something like that. Okay, I'm just, I just um, thought, oh, shout out, shout out Kofi Coburn. Kofi, Kofi. <laughs> The walking we've, needed someone, we've needed someone yeah. since all, right. but all positive all positive we're calling oh my god there's some good nicknames if he hit some big shots yeah big but, balls bonner <laughs> but he averaged 10 a game as a freshman and then just kind of got lost and two years later baylor won the national championship so he's got championship pedigree He's got double-digit scoring in there. He's just got to re-unlock that. I I yeah. think I think he's going to be – he's going to exceed expectations because the expectation is kind of what you said, like just like a, you know, 15-minute guy, get a few buckets, you know, move the ball, get some rebound. But I think he can unlock freshman year 10 points per game. You've been watching a lot of film. You, you know him well. I just think he can unlock it. I just think he can unlock it. You know, back to Ohio and it gets unlocked. I don't. Maybe if he takes some Viagra, he'll be able to get it up again. There There we go. That's the joke. That's that's one of the jokes for sure. Um, That's one. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the expectations are low. He knows what he's coming to Ohio State to do, and that's to be a backup of sorts to fill in. I'm sure, and and the combo of being able to play um, in an awesome conference and be back home was probably enough for him to be like, yeah, I'll sacrifice a bigger role at a smaller program. So that's great. I, what do you, do you know anything about Mahaney? You got any opinions on him? No, you can take it from there. That happened yesterday, that's, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we kind of been waiting for in order to kind of lock down this program. But yeah, he's another Ohio guy. I just talked about it. Another Ohio guy, energy guy, you know, only played one year and didn't play a ton, but when he did, he was pretty impactful. He's a catch and finish guy, great transition guy, great on defense. Just another piece, another piece to the cog. Uh, you think about all the best Ohio State teams they've had, those glue guys, and I think he fits the bill very well to be a glue guy. Because we lost, you know, you think about the Kyle Youngs of the world and Musa Jalos and, you know, guys, that, Jay Sean Tates, who he's better than glue guy. But guys like that are what you need. And I talked to Holtman about it for a long time at the captain's dinner a few months ago. Um and he mentioned one thing being the downfall of the team, not detriment, a big negative to the team was they've got good players. They've got young players, but they don't have something in between. They don't have those mainstay, really good college basketball players. And I think um, Mahaney has a chance to be just a really, really, really good college basketball player. How do you pronounce his last name? Mahaney? Mahaney? There's no N in there. I think it's just Mahaney. Mahaney? Or Mahaney? We'll learn it. Sorry. We'll Sorry, know it. That- that's my bad. That's on me. Mahaffey? Mahaffey? Sorry, I don't want to keep saying more. It's Mahaffey, but I don't know how it's pronounced. I think it's Mahaffey. Mahaffey. I mean, I, I there's fake. No I, there's, I fake definitely, there's definitely yeah, I, That's on me. No N. No N. Um, I, call, I fake called a game with my guy, uh, Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. And uh, we had the Penn State game. So You call him Mahaffey? No, 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 probably Mahaffey back then. Um, yeah, the <laughs> it's just it's too early to be talking about hoops. We could get excited, but I mean, who knows what's what's? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, the fortunate thing, Andrew, is yeah, it's not college basketball season, but we do have a ton of NBA hoops, and uh. On a double, unfortunately, our Bulls aren't in it, but our Knicks, our Knicks are hot. And our Lakers. 
and our Lakers because you forced me to. I actually don't think our Knicks are hot, but you can start with the Knicks and talk about Jalen and then I'll and I'll jump in. Oh, you mean Jalen, a top five MVP candidate of the of the playoffs? If the if there was voting, yeah, yes, um, that Jalen. <laughs> oh, gotcha. No, you said uh, top five MVP candidate of the whole season earlier. Well, that's true, and he did get an MVP vote. He did one fifth place vote, <laughs> and it was me. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, no, uh, the Knicks are the Knicks are fun because when because when the Knicks are good, basketball is just better, and the NBA is just better. But um, if you haven't been following along, the, the playoffs right now are set for both semifinals for each conference. The Knicks are playing the Heat one to one, and the Sixers are playing the Celtics one to one. Celtics, Sixers, who really cares? Knicks and Heat is where the eyeballs are. Obviously, um, it's interesting because it's two teams that will lose in the next round. That's what's really interesting about about the whole thing to me. I don't. I mean, unless the Sixers win, then I think the Knicks can beat the Sixers, but. And the Heat can beat the Sixers because they, you know, they they just the Nick the Sixers are with a the hobble Joel and B, they're just weird. So, but anyway, it's very fun to watch the Knicks. Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart are hilarious because they're both Villanova guys. They both play really, really hard. Jalen's averaging 20-something a game. He's just he's got this celebration where he doesn't even tell you what it is. Like it's just so funny. And I don't even know what it is, which is Hilarious. People are texting me left and right. Like, what is the celebration? I just don't get it. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. And I'm not yeah. going to ask because why would I ask? They've lost two games this postseason, and I went to one of the two, which is just hilarious. Um, shout out to the Cavs. They stunk and got steamrolled by the Knicks. Um, but, yeah, NBA playoffs, man. Jimmy Butler is something else. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I Before we move away from the Knicks – I think the Knicks are screwed if if Jimmy plays every game the rest of the series. Well, what if Jimmy's hurt and playing, and he's not the same Jimmy? He's giving you twenty five instead of forty five. I I mean, but then you're adding twenty five more when they really should have been down. Well, Martin had twenty five last game. No, I know, I know. It doesn't just you don't just add Jimmy's points, but I obviously they won, so you have to be more confident in them winning the series because it's one one instead of. Uh, 2-0. So obviously you can't be less confident in a team winning the series after they are one step closer to winning the series. But if that was like a regular season game and you saw that, and then you saw that they were matching up in the playoffs, I would be less confident in the Knicks after that game. If that makes sense. I hear you. I, if you watched the games, you would say, okay, Miami number one is probably better, better team. And number two, they could easily be up 2-0. but the fact that they're not is interesting for me, for the Knicks. I think that people don't talk enough about how arguably the Knicks best player, which we don't agree with Julius Randle was out the first game and they lost. And then the heat lost without Jimmy Butler, but the Knicks got back Julius Randle. So like, yeah, it's, I don't know. People, people were I would quick love to talk about to full they strength were, series. They were quick to talk about Jimmy Butler missing the game when the heat lost, but they didn't say a peep when Julius Randle's out. And I know they're not the same player and the same impact directly, but they're both all stars. Like, I think Julius Randle is just like a big Ewing theory guy, which is stolen from Bill Simmons. Like he's everybody's first candidate right now in the NBA. I I feel like for teams to say or for fans and journalists to say they're better without him. That's maybe why. Like I don't feel that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's like a prime candidate. Him and Ja are the two. Like are they better despite them being all stars? Are they better? Than this guy. <laughs> And indeed, indeed. They, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. That, that, that series is interesting. I also hate how long the, the series go. They had a game last night. And we're recording this on a Wednesday or a Thursday. They had a game. Was it last night or two nights ago on a Tuesday? And they didn't play again. They don't play again until Saturday. That's so weird. But anyway, that's that for, for that. On the other side, you got some of the best matchups in the history of the postseason ever, except for it's not turning out that way. Suns and Denver looked like it's basically over because Chris Paul is out and Suns can't score unless your name is Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. And then the real series that we have our eyes on because me and Andrew both have a future on the Lakers to win the Western Conference is... Finds the finals. Oh, yours is the finals? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to cash out of mine, uh, if especially if they win tonight. Um, but I can't because I locked myself out of my fan duel. Shout out me. Um, <laughs> Shout out <you. laughs> Um, but that series has been, is, is going to be awesome. Like that is like the clearest definition of you have to stay up late to watch these games. If you're a true NBA fan, it sucks that they're at nine, 10 o'clock for at least me on the East coast, but like East coast, when are you ever, when are you ever going to get LeBron James for Steph Curry in a playoff series again? Maybe never. First off, I just want to clarify you were in the Eastern time zone. You were not in the East coast, East coast time. East Coast time. West Coast time. Central Coast time. Not Central Coast. Yeah, we live on Lake Michigan. The, Fine, the fair coast, enough. The coast of Lake Michigan. Yeah, I guess you're you're on the coast of the Ohio River or the coast of the Olentangy River. Banks of the Olentangy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been staying up for the Lakers games and these, these next mornings are brutal today. I made coffee with no grounds and I realized I was just drinking water with a little bit of oat milk or with a little bit Wait, of almond milk. Are you, is that a joke? Or are you serious? Cause big cat literally said that on the podcast earlier this week. No, I swear to God. I, I he said the, the exact same thing. He said, yeah, these late games are a struggle today. I woke up and made coffee and just realized I was just drinking hot water. Cause I put no grounds in it. That's fucking weird because I swear. Yeah. No, I didn't. You know, I didn't listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This morning I put just water in oat milk or water and whatever. Almond milk. Um, but yeah, that's that's funny. So, who, so so now we've got a better sense of the playoffs. Who are your picks to come out of each and who's your champion? I still like my well. I like my like pick. Remember I said Suns Bucks was my actual pick, but the pick that I wanted to happen was Sixers Lakers. I'm going to stick with that pick that I wanted to happen with Sixers Lakers. Um, but I think coming out of the West is going to be the winner of this Lakers Warriors series. No way. The Nuggets look no unbelievable. Way. What do you mean? No way, though. I mean, they got AD. no way. There's no way. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's just no way. Yeah, um, I think I, I, the Nuggets look like a juggernaut right now to me. Yeah. They cannot be stopped on offense and they're sneaky good on defense. I the Suns didn't look that good against the Clippers either, though. I, I I don't know. Yeah, but they swept, but they gentlemen swept them still. Yeah. They scored 87 points two nights ago. 87. I'm 87. I'm, I'm going Lakers or Warriors, which I hope it's the Lakers. And I don't really I, I if Jimmy's back. Hard to bet against the Heat. I think we get a rematch of the bubble where people then shut up about how that was a fluke. Fuck yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll take um I uh I will take the Knicks to come out of the East, obviously, and then 
Um, I just don't know how the Nuggets can be stopped and the Nuggets are going to win it all. I really think my Scott Lane, I know he's listening to this, is the biggest Nuggets fan ever. He does not stay up late to watch these games ever, but he did for the playoffs when I was in town and he watched the Nuggets. He's like, what have I been missing all year? This is the best team ever assembled. Like he's so he's obsessed with the Nuggets now. And Jamal Murray is unbelievable. So um, be interesting. It'll be interesting. Russell's been awesome. It's it's weird to think that he's a Buckeye because he has like the quickest stint on Ohio State ever. Also, it's weird that he's a Laker because he was drafted there and now he's back there. He's That's awesome. Absurd. He's awesome. There was a period of time where he was like, without a doubt, my favorite player. And now he's just one of one of them. Just just now he's a player of mine on the pod and he hasn't yet. Maybe who is, who is your favorite player in the NBA right now, Andrew? Give me um, three guys, three guys that you're like, I love watching them play. They're my favorite. All guys. right. Well, LeBron is, is number one. Okay. I really like clay Thompson. Okay. I'm a big clay Thompson fan, big clay Thompson fan for a oh, while. Yeah. yeah. You used to be like clay Thompson, greater than, greater than Jimmy Butler, right? No, Kawhi. Kawhi. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. But like, eh. they both are injured all the time. Kawhi is like the best player in the NBA when he plays, which is four games a year. But because um, Clay, Clay Smith saying he should retire. Yeah, that's unreal. Uh, how about JJ Redick being like, you clearly have never played basketball. <laughs> yeah. Actually, though, if if Clay and Kawhi retired right now, who would have a better career? Kawhi. I think it'd be close. Three championships, a finals MVP. He has two championships. Kawhi? Two with, yeah. the, two with the Spurs and one with the Raptors. I think one with the Spurs. Maybe it's two. Let's see. Let's While you're this. doing that, who's, or I'll look that up. Who's your th- third? Jimmy Butler? I guess. I mean, he has two championships. Damn. Okay. But he was finals MVP of both clay, not finals MVP either. I think it's, it's Kawhi's definitely a better player, but. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good, that's a. Clay wasn't named a top 75 player of all time. Kawhi. That was, that was weird. Was it weird though? Yeah, I mean, there were some some guys on there. I, I don't know. I, I, I like LeBron and I and I like Clay and everyone else is kind of tied. All right. Yeah, I um I'll I'll include Jalen, of course, but my real two favorite guys, and it's not even close, are Steph and Dame. Like I just cannot get enough of them. I like watch their highlights on YouTube all the time when I'm bored. Steph and Steph Curry and Damian Lillard are just ridiculously fun. So that's that's who uh that's who I. That's who I like a lot. Jamal Murray's climbing up that list, though. He's unbelievable. Like, yeah, unbelievable. So. I'm. I'm kind of over Dame. Why? Just like it's just a. They don't. He, yeah, Dame time. Whatever. There's just so. Wait, did the Bucks fire Bolden Budenholzer? Yeah, yeah, they just did. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Holy shit! Obviously, they. They. He should have been fired, but. It turns out his brother died during the series. Like that's tough business. Wait, they literally just fired him right now. Yeah, just now. Holy shit! 
Yeah, look at us breaking news. I didn't. I didn't think you lost to the eight seed as the odds-on favorite. With- yeah, but it wasn't a failure. Good point. It wasn't a failure. We can't talk about that. I'll we'll, we'll probably argue. But no, no, it was absolutely a failure. Do you agree with that? One hundred percent. It wasn't yeah. like a. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he should retire, but he failed. Yeah, it's it's a it teams fail every year. It's yeah. okay for your. It's a good thing for your season to be championship or bust. But it's also not. It's also not just. Like if they would have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to. Embiid who won MVP like that would have just been like a disappointing end of the season probably yeah, there's a di- there's failure. there's levels there's levels yeah. there's failures yeah. there's disappointment and then there's success right yeah. like they were there's a failure it's okay though like yeah it's a failure you have you're Giannis <laughs> yeah like, uh, you were the odds on favorite to win the you were Joey Lane's pick to win yeah. the championship also like, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show now we're just ranting and we should probably wrap this up but Giannis be honest i've definitely said that on the show but i don't know if i've ever said this on the show every year luca is like a crazy high mvp candidate i think he's been top three since his rookie year and every year i'm like i just i don't get it he's he's not they're not gonna have enough wins to be mvp he's the the team is not gonna be good enough last year yes they went to the um western conference finals but that was it kind of felt like a fluke series against the Suns anyway whoa, where, whoa, whoa. where Jalen was unbelievable they lost okay. they lost Jalen and then <laughs> would they lose 4-1 or 4-0 to the Warriors 4-1 4-1 like I don't think Luca's overrated but I think he's he's just like it's like a foregone conclusion that he's just going to have the greatest season ever every single year and like the team's just never that good what do you think of that yeah, I understand why Luca is the favorite because in theory he could go out and average 35, 10, and 9. And like that's hard to deny. You'd, like you'd think that they win 50 games or something then too, you know? But yeah, I agree with you. It's weird. It I mean, like everybody else in the top five of MVP voting a preseason probably had an MVP caliber year, right? Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, like I'm sure Luca. Obviously, Luca was in there. And I'm, he was number one, and then enter name here for the other person, and they probably had an MVP caliber year. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the, it, I agree with you. And like Jalen, no, no one would say that Jalen is better than Luca. Okay, but I would say Jalen had much more of an MVP season than Luca. I mean, you, you preaching to the choir, man. Yeah, I'm trying he's to think of value. Them. I'm trying to, to think team. about. I don't think he's more valuable, but he had a more valuable season. Yes. Right. That's what I mean. Yep. Yep. Like if you swap them both, well, the that's yeah. The Knicks probably are like, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's not, not, and it's not because Jalen, I don't know. It's because who knows with Luca. I don't think if they do get better, it's not by a lot. Yeah. It, anyway. I last thing I want to say, it's about Jalen. Yeah. This is a little little obnoxious how much we talked about Jalen. But when they traded for Kawhi, I, or when they traded for Kyrie, the Mavs, I said to my buddies, I was like, I actually have two more Jalen things. I said I said to my buddies, I said, honestly, I don't think Kyrie's an upgrade over Jalen. Maybe like pure basketball scoring talent. 
but like you, Jalen's not going to miss any games. One, two, and I don't mean like durability. I mean he's not going to skip Insanity. a game. Insanity, right? He's <laughs> not going to skip a. He, I mean, he's friends with you. He's not going to skip games because of anti-Semitism. <laughs> so, so if you've been on this show and and you're an anti-Semite, I'm I'm sorry, but we're Jewish. Yeah. So now you know, but. Um, I just said I'm going to Israel. (laughs) I won that argument with saying Jalen over Kyrie for that Mavs team and just overall upgrade. The second one, I texted you. I I don't think that Jalen better than D Rose take is really even that bad. It seemed a little crazy when I texted to you, but since then it's only been strengthened. You, you, we were sitting here and you're like in this moment, who's better Jalen or D Rose? No, I was sitting there and I was like, I think you could make the argument that oh, career wise, no, not career wise that like this Jalen, I, I think Jalen's season is, is arguably better oh. than Rose's MVP year. And I know that sounds crazy. One MVP, they were the one seed, they won six games, but just like stats wise. And I think that bulls team was much better. Yeah. And it, it, it numbers are different you know, 10, 15 years ago than they are now, like yeah, averaging shooter. Well, yeah. And averaging 25 points a game now is like top 25 in the league. Whereas averaging 25 points then could have won you the scoring title. Right. In theory. Yeah. So that's also different. D Rose had a playoff game where he had like 37 and 11 yeah. in, in that year. Jalen hasn't quite had a game like that, you know, but like Jalen has so much control of the game. Like what a point guard should like actually he feels like come to the Jalen Brunson. No, he just feels like the most true point guard in the league. Like Steph is the best point guard in the league for sure, but ever sure. But he's a volume, volume, volume shooter scorer. James Harden is an awesome point guard, but he's a ISO, 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 ISO Luca great point guard, but he's also, you know, six, 10, six, nine, six, 10, like, Jalen is is the most is the best most traditional point guard in the league, and maybe traditional what? in sports should be thrown out the window. Yeah, this is dumb. Now, last question in the East: What point guards are you taking in front of Jalen? I'm probably taking Drew Holiday just because of what he does on defense. Except Jimmy cooked him. Um, I'm not taking anyone on the Celtics. Uh, I mean, maybe Harden. Harden was unbelievable the other night. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe Harden, maybe Drew. Like when when Giannis is out, Drew is insane. Let me just run through the teams real quick. Well, I'm doing it in my head. I'm doing it in my head. Is Donovan Mitchell a point guard? No, Darius Garland's a point guard. I'm Right. Okay. I'm not taking. People would argue Darius Garland, but I disagree. I would say Harden for sure in the East, and then maybe um, maybe Drew Holiday just because of what he gives you on defense. So just for whatever it's worth, Drew Holiday, no. Marcus Smart, no. Harden, maybe. Garland, no. Dimwitty, no. Trey Young was what people would say, yes, but no. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, obviously not. Fred Van Vliet, like people would say, well, he was an all-star last year, like maybe. Um, 
Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. <laughs> what about LaMelo? I think that's such an interesting one. The, well, the interesting ones are like Cade Cunningham, if you consider him a point guard, uh, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo. Like those are the interesting ones. So I'll take Jalen over all of them because we are a Jalen Brunson show. I think Drew Holiday's in that crowd of the Halliburtons and LaMelo and Cade, if you want to count them. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Jalen Brunson. Should I, should I FaceTime him real quick? Um, all right. Well, if you're coming back, because we, I, I'm sorry, we probably have to cut that all out of there. But um, now that you're joining us back, I just FaceTimed Jalen and his comment is he has no comment. And then he made the 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 face of his um, of his three point celebration. And I said, I'm not asking you what it means. I'm not doing that. And there was no comment again. So, um, yeah, his comment on us having the Jalen Brunson episode is no comment. There you go. There you go. All right, buckle up. (laughs) Drive the lane. Go Knicks. (laughs) No, 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 no. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. Always, forever and always. Oh, But she only calls you uncle But no, we not related, homie No, we not some fam 